Uh, how long has I gone? It's probably four months. Close five. Five months. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. You missed a lot, man. I know. I know. I tried to text you. Um, I didn't know if you could text or not. Like when you first was gone, like the first two months. No. I had no. I didn't know if it was. <laughs> no. It didn't go through. So I was like, I right, see. So obviously no. can't. Like I, my phone. <laughs> and so and I, me, I was on my phone the whole time on my way there. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching movies on my phone on the plane. So my battery was super low. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, you know. Of course, made, let the kids know, FaceTime them, let them know, hey, I made it. Mm-hmm. But then phone was off yeah. for two months. Yeah, I was. I didn't know if you could talk or what your availability I knew you wasn't on social media, obviously, but I, was yeah. like, I wonder if you could still text. So no, text no you a couple I, had, times. I had my phone. It was put in a sandwich bag and locked away. Really? It was under lock and key, so I, yeah, I didn't even Was that self-imposed or was that like? No, that was just a requirement for everyone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then you didn't get any phone calls home. It was just like, we can't have you connected to home. Like, we need you to mm. disconnect. You know, um, so that you can stay focused on the training and stuff like that. Is that for basic for everybody? That's for everyone. I have no idea what the protocol is when it comes to Yeah, that's for everyone. That's, um, I guess that's tight. I mean, it's, it can go both ways. Yeah, I, I actually didn't mind it because it gave me, it was a forced, um, you know, disconnect. Yeah. And um, I needed it. So when I actually got my phone back, I was like, man, I don't even know how to work this thing. <laughs> he was like, man, what do I do? I can see you being connected to so many people that a break from that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I mean, the only thing really, I mean, of course, I dare miss my friends, but the, the hardest part was just, of course, my my kids. Though, but other than yeah, that, yeah, it wasn't that hard, you know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure people come to you with their problems yeah. and burdens. I know I come to you with my problems and burdens, so yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, <laughs> you I, I, I needed I needed a break. You know, I mean, yeah, it nah, was and it. yeah, I mean, it just felt good. It it really did. I mean, I felt like I was fresh out. Just did it bid because I didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, man, what happened? This happened. <laughs> it's like, dang. Did you miss uh, social media at all? Um, Not really. I mean, I probably missed, like, I felt like, man, you know, there were times where I would just throw out a little inspirational mm-hmm. quote or something. And I was like, dang, I wonder if people missed that. But then I was like, yeah, they probably don't even care. <laughs> so, like, then after that, after those first couple weeks, I, was, I didn't even think about it. You right. know, it was, which was surprising to me because as much as I'm on it or checking it, I thought mm-hmm. I would be fiending or missing it more. But. Man, right. after the first couple of weeks, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, I'm just right. trying to get through this so I can get to the next next yeah. chapter. You know what I mean? So that's tight, man. And, and that has like a, a deadline too. You know I mean? Yeah, like at least you, you yeah. know when you're coming. I knew home, it wasn't you know? forever, yeah. so it's like let me just focus. You know, because there's there was folk that was like really literally losing it. You know, like I was doing so much <laughs> counseling and mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, bruh, like it's not that deep. But you know, for some of them, it was. Well, as far as what social media, just being connected, just being disconnected in general. Like mm. a lot of people hadn't. It was the first time being away from home. Oh, you really? Know, they came straight from mom and daddy's house. You know, eighteen, uh, nineteen years old. Yep. Or there was even some that was in their twenties, but they had never lived on their own. They had, mm. you know. So for them, this mm. was like a major move, and they're like, "You really try to see what dependency, codependency, mm-hmm, really is mm-hmm, for a lot of people." Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was shocked that people didn't know how to do laundry. Like what? Really? Yeah. Like. Like as far as like the folding the clothes or like even man, just the washing. They didn't just wash it in general. They didn't know how to work the washing machine. Didn't really? know about separating colors and you know, man, Where? just yeah, just stuff that to us would seem pretty basic. Yeah. You know that we learned pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just didn't have it. They okay. didn't have it, man. So let's okay, so let's get into this and then we'll provide some context for people who have been listening thus far. Um one, welcome back. This is the Reese Show. This is episode what are we, 46, 47, something in there. That wasn't the milestone. The milestone is we made it a year. Let's it go. was a year uh, for the show, September 13th. Um, I wasn't even aware. I was out with Summer. We were having dinner, and I was looking at my Instagram, and the thing popped up and said, hey, a year ago today, boop, and it was like the first post for the podcast, and I was like, oh, shit, that's tight. I had, had no idea. Yeah, I knew no. it was coming up sometime soon, but I just, I had, you know, the right, date right. wasn't as important. But, um, yeah, man, so we made it a year. I'm, I'm super hype about that. Uh, there's been a lot Congrats, of Congrats, man. Congrats. <laughs> you, Friday the thirteenth made it a year, man. Yeah, that, whew, that's crazy. That's a freaky Friday. Yeah. It was it was nice though, man, to be at <laughs> so then um, I told Summer and she was like, Oh, we gotta celebrate. So then we got dessert. Nice. That's shit. Nice. Um Yeah, man, and it's just been like a crazy year. These past twelve months have been ridiculous been the most tumultuous twelve months I've ever had to endure in mm. my life. Mm. Um but yeah, man, it's it's been dope, man. I, I wanna thank everybody that's been a part of the podcast in some way, shape, or form. All the guests that we've had, I actually wanted to go through and like list off all the guests that we had, but it's like sixty people. You had a lot like of guests. I have mm-hmm. had. Yeah, you've <laughs> you been had here, what twice? This is just, my, sec- this this my second, second time. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we interviewed before. Yes, we did moments that way in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of people to have come on the podcast, and 
um, I think everybody. Um, you guys have all contributed to what it is now and um, helped transform from what it was before as a shit show and now it's three show and yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, which is which is apropos because you know you you said you went through a lot this past year and so yeah. so has the podcast. It's been changing yeah. and morphing and becoming so much more rich and deep. So hey man, yeah. this is this is definitely a milestone. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't uh I haven't even had a job a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah. uh yeah, man, I'm just again it's just uh very surreal for me to have realized that like, you know, we made it this far and then, uh, you know, just to have that type of continuity. Um it was pretty dope, man. And I posted about it, and you know, a lot of people say congratulations, and I thank those people. Um, That's what's up. And uh, we're still doing sober September. Um, you know, no alcohol, um, no wine, no hard alcohol, no beers. Um, we went out last night. Shout out to Famous. Shout out to uh, some of the people at um, Republic, the label. We went to the um, Emotional Oranges show. And they were just trying to throw drinks in our hand. I was like, "Hey, can't do that, brother." <laughs> you, but I appreciate staying committed, you. staying committed. I am staying committed. It's tough though, man. I didn't. And it's not tough like to where like I'm fiending for alcohol, right, but right. you just know like the social environment surrounding alcohol. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. You get up and be like, "Yo, like that's one of mimosa." Yeah. Not because I want to get drunk or nothing, but like that's a morning thing for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. okay, so I'm not gonna have a mimosa. You know, taking shots and stuff like that's not the biggest thing. Um, Probably like when I cook, I'm like, oh, you know, just want a glass of wine, but then not doing that either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I've been at the bar and I bought drinks for people. And you just realize how much money you spend on alcohol when you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, you take a step back, you're like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, what are we doing? Yeah. We spent that much money? Man. And then, you know, you check your bank account the next thing, you're like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> you don't even want to look at your bank account. But, um, <laughs> So and then I've and I've had to babysit a lot of people this past month because mm. everybody's there's a lot of birthdays that's taking place early in the month, right? And so right. you just everybody's out the bar getting lit and all that, and you're just like, all right, bro, mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. let me help you. out. I'm in a position to help you out. Let me just help you out. So I've been the sober friend for the past couple weeks. Um, yeah, man. So and I know a lot of people who have um, stayed strong. A lot of people have slipped up, which is fine. You know, you had a drink here and there. You know, it's just trying to put yourself in a better mindset. At least for me, that's what it was. Yeah, trying that's to get good. trying that's to good. get out of that. You know, drunken stupor. Mm-hmm. That we were in for so mm-hmm. long, and um, you know, just uh, owning yourself and owning your actions and stuff. You know, I have a friend; uh, she was lit yesterday, and she thinks somebody like might have spiked her drink. She was man down all day. She says she oh, had two wow. drinks the night before. Wow! And I know her, and she, you know, she can she can hold her own. But like, just right. to have those two drinks, and she was just down all day. I mean, yeah, yeah, something yeah. must have been wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Especially when you're when you're experienced, you know, and yeah. you, you know, you know how to control it and handle yourself. You can right. tell the difference. Exactly. You know, you're yeah. like, this is a little out of the ordinary. Right. Like, you know, I only had two, and I'm this. Exactly. You know, you're like something ain't something. Yeah. Right. So she was saying that she was like, I think somebody put something in my drink, which is also another thing too, because uh, for a lot of people, you know, like that's I had, rape culture is crazy. Mm, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and to think that somebody's out there like spiking drinks or lacing people's stuff, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. this crazy. So, like, you know, I want all my male friends to like help, you know, watch your lady friends' drinks or water out. They get up, go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, it's or on us. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's on yeah, us. Yeah. We have to take the onus and responsibility in protecting each other. And, and for the ladies who aren't, um, you know, with any men when they go out, you know, help, you know, watch your friends' drinks. Yeah. Now, I know ladies are really protective of each other, so I mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. really have that worry so much as I, I worry about men, you know, wanting yeah, to protect yeah, yeah. and wanting to help out. Um, it's it's dangerous out there, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. It I used really to get annoyed, is. you know, when about the girlfriend that was so overprotective because I was so oblivious to how <laughs> prevalent the rape culture really was. Right. But then now being able to see a different perspective, I appreciate those homegirls. Yeah. That's like nah, yeah, yeah. You, you you with me or you know really hawking. I'm like okay because it it gets real and it right. gets real dangerous. So yeah, you know, shout out to those those friends. Those are some real friends. Yeah, I, and every every guy's had that experience where it's just like man, like. Mm-hmm. You're blocking, yeah. Why whatever. you blocking? But you, you know, know, but no, but they know their friend. If their friend yeah. is drunk, you know, let them take them home. Like I, I like you said, you know, I'm appreciative now. Um, we were at the bar a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to this girl, and I didn't realize that she was as drunk as she was. I, I don't know her like that. And mm-hmm. We got to talking, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, let's go kick it." And her friend was like, "Nah, like let's go home." And I was like, "You know, what? make sure she gets home." Cool, you know. Yeah. Like we exchanged yeah. numbers. I was like, "Hey, you know, you walk her to the car, or whatever. If you don't feel comfortable with me walking you to the car, that's fine. I get it. You guys don't know me like that, but yeah. please make sure your friend gets home." You know, and uh, remember, like forty five minutes later, I texted her. Her friend was like, "Yeah, we're home. You know, we got cool. to the house." Cool. And I was like, "Cool, cool. good, cool. You know, yeah. This don't even have to even be nothing. I'm just glad you got home safe. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, like no, nobody's trying to take advantage of you. Things absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Um, I did want to bring up, um, like I said, you know, the homegirl Ty had her mental health retreat. Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking about that. Um, she said it, really, it went really well, uh, and that just brings me to um, my next thing we we're talking about. I know we missed it. I wanted to say something about it last week on the podcast, but um, 
Last week was National Suicide Prevention Week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was um, from the 8th to the 14th. Yes, sir. So I guess, well, are we still in there? No, we missed it by a couple of days. But but I know that this month is National Suicide Prevention Month also, mm-hmm. um, the month of September. And it's just, um, I think I, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday about suicide and, you know, just um, mental health. But, you know, again, more, more about suicide. And, and I think that people have this perception that suicide is like the most selfish thing you could do. Mm-hmm. And, and I do agree mm-hmm. that it's a selfish thing, but at the same time, and the other the person who's having suicidal thoughts, as somebody who's had suicidal thoughts, um, it, it can be a very selfless thing, at least that's your perception. You think that right, you're right. alleviating other people of this burden right, right, right. of you, you know, yeah. and just the feeling of helplessness and, and uh, not being valuable, not bringing value to the table. And I've had mm-hmm. those thoughts. Like mm-hmm. I said, this mm-hmm. 12, past 12 months have been crazy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I always struggle with how honest I could be on the podcast because mm-hmm. I'm very accessible. So people call me about the stuff I say or text me about it. Or, right, right. Um, but I will say um, there was, and I haven't said this to anybody. I said it yesterday to Homegirl, but, um, you know, somebody who's attempted to commit suicide and mm-hmm. failed in that mission. Uh, that's humbling, too, to know yeah. that you failed to commit suicide. <laughs> thank, it's like, thank God. Right. Thank God. <laughs> but, you know, I had an episode a couple months back, you know, where um, I got super low and I just... Couldn't stop the tears from coming, and you know, like I said, I just didn't feel like I had any value. You know, I didn't want to reach out to anybody because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you feel like everybody's just gonna be like, "Oh, you'll be okay." Because we say that all the time. Right, right, right. You don't want to be a burden either. Not at know? all. That was and that's after, after a while, you start feeling like, "Man, I'm always yep. just talking about my woe is me." You know, what right? I mean? So I, I definitely understand. So I, I went through a thing. I said I, I had a suicide attempt, um, which was unsuccessful. It left me sick for like three or four days. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really function. I was in bed just throwing up a ton, drinking a ton of water, trying to drink some salt water so I could throw up some more, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, what was in me. Um, you know, and it was just a very humbling moment. Like, and you feel like, a, I don't want to sound cliche, but you feel like it's a calling in your life. You attempt suicide and you mm-hmm. don't, uh, you can't follow through with that, then it's like, okay, I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Either I'm here for a reason or I'm just the ultimate fuck up because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to think the, the the former, that, you know, there, there is a purpose and a destiny yeah. on your life, brother. So, um, you know, yeah, we, we need you here, man. And that, at that point, I was like, okay, let me get all my affairs on order. Let me start doing things. Um, it's a lot better. That's when, that's the run time I came, started recording with Keith. I came back because I was like, we can't do the podcast at the house. It's too much of a comfort zone for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it, it doesn't force me to have the structure that I need mm-hmm. to have. Um, I started getting back in the gym just slowly, you know, mm-hmm. try to clean up my diet a little bit. That's when I started toying with the idea of, um, you know, just being sober a lot more. Yeah. Um, Stop doing a lot of the drugs we were doing because mm-hmm. that wasn't positive at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just amounts to a lack of sleep. And and you have terrible sex when you're on drugs too. So then that was kind of a, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a catalyst for that. And then I started like kind of weeding out the women that were in my life as well. I mean, no offense to them at all, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of like you're just around just to fill a void. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're not really filling the void. It just it's, seems. It's, but like it's not even about them. It's about you being no, of healthy. Course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. And it, yeah. but it was it wasn't about them filling the void. It was about me trying to fill the void. Right. You know, right. like what are you filling that with? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just a bunch of negative, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. So there is a, a suicide prevention hotline. I know there's suicide prevention life. Lifeline.org. Um, you know, you guys can always call that number, and I'll, I'll make sure I put that information out there. If you feel like you need somebody to talk to, you can always reach out to myself because, again, I've been there. I know what that feels like. Um, for those who don't, for those who don't know anybody who's committed suicide, like I know um, Freddie E was a close friend of mine. Um, Fred Buell, uh, he passed away a couple years ago. He, he took his own life, and that was kind of eye opening for me. And it was really humbling for me to see it from both perspectives as a close friend of his mm-hmm. and then as him being this big internet celebrity and people just seeing it from that standpoint and mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. when he when he committed suicide everybody was like oh you know Freddie E and I'm like to y'all he Freddie E yeah that's you know the dude that's on um, you know World Star and all that right and right right to me this is Lil Fred yeah. who you know so I used to date I dated his friend back in the day that's how I met him mm-hmm. um, you know this kid that lived like on the floor below me when we were throwing house parties he was coming up to my apartment you know what I mean <laughs> getting in trouble with his pops like yeah. Yeah. he's the little kid running around with the laptop all the time like that's who that was so he's a friend of mine but like mm-hmm. it, it just places things in perspective you know yeah. people the world's not gonna know you as your close friends know you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. friends and family so it just gives you a deeper appreciation for the people around yeah you know yeah, absolutely uh, and, and I think we just have to stop telling people you'll be okay 
Like oh yeah, you, that's that's the, like one of the worst things you could say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you you have, you need to be able to empathize, and then you can't just automatically say, "Oh, you're gonna be okay," because you don't really know what they're going right. through. Yeah. But you know, you definitely want to try to encourage them to like keep pushing. You mm-hmm. know, not not to give up, and then let them know that they're not alone. You right. know, um, I mean, it, but you're you're right. It's a big thing. I mean, even when I was away, like that, was, we had to take, we had a down day because that whole day a day was dedicated. To suicide awareness because mm-hmm. it's a it's a major thing or just across the board and whatever you know kind of um avenue you might find yourself in whether it be the military whether it be those in church and ministry like there was a, i don't remember his name but there was a pastor that just recently committed suicide yeah you know so that was big so everybody everybody yeah. deals with it and i just think it's something that needs to be talked talked about so shout out to those folk who are really pushing the the mental health you know, um, and me making sure our mental health is on point and, and really talking about it and, and not making it so taboo, you know, for us to go talk to somebody, get some mm-hmm. therapy, get some counseling because it's, it's definitely needed. Uh, you're talking about uh, Jared Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend, uh, homegirl, she put me on to who he was. Um, Jared Wilson was a mental health advocate, uh, suicide prevention advocate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think his last tweet was, and, and, you know, let me not even misquote this, but somebody told me like one of his uh, tweets recently was, you know, loving Jesus doesn't make you, you know, won't make you feel less suicidal or something. To Absolutely that not. And, <laughs> Absolutely You know, um, and that's crazy, right? Because you never know what somebody's doing. He was 30 years old. What did he say? He said, loving Jesus doesn't always cure suicidal thoughts. That mm-hmm. was like one of the last tweets before he died. He said, but that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't offer us companionship and comfort. And, you know, it for this person mm-hmm. who's a pastor. You know, I know. Yeah. You're very involved. Um, you're in the church. I don't yeah. want to just say very involved. You're a part of the church. Uh, wait, let's do this. Sorry, let's backtrack real fast. Please okay. introduce yourself. Back, backtrack, backtrack. Right, you got to introduce yourself, <laughs> who you are, what you're doing now. Right, um, I mean, how you want me to introduce myself? I mean, you know. Name, occupation. Uh, people know you, man, so it's, it's not like. It's Unc, man. Uh, <laughs> and Timo Bennett. Uh, I mean, I don't know really what I, how I should my introduce guy. myself. Yeah, I mean. I'm what just, are you doing now? I'm just Timo, man. Uh, actually, I, I'm not even Timo because my son's Timo now. So, oh, yeah, he took that from yeah, me. Yeah, he, he, he snatched yeah. that all the way from me. So, um but yeah, um, I'm, I'm Timo to some, Rev to others, you know, um, the Don to some others, you know, it just depends <laughs> on what arena you know me as, you know, um, it just really depends, you know, some some still call me El Presidente, it just really depends. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm doing now, um, I'm, I'm still, I'm working with the county, I've been doing that for a few years, I'm working um, for um, the Superior Court um, as, a, as a case worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with adult, I was working in, in, with juveniles, but now I'm working with adults. Switched over to the adult side. Okay. Um, I'm still doing the ministry thing. Um, youth pastor at uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial Baptist Church in Renton, Washington. It's a nice church. And um, doing that, and then also uh, this this kind of new layer I've added, new chapter. Um, you know, recently um, enlisted in the United States Air Force, mm-hmm. um, and I did that because. Uh, the ultimate goal is to um, continue ministry um, to our um, men and women that are in the service um, through chaplaincy, and so um, I'm working towards working towards that. So that's kind of right. what I'm what I'm doing, you know, and who I am. And that's um, what I took guess. you away for the five months. Yeah, that's what took me away. So mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity. I had a couple different avenues I could have kind of went down to pursue this but you know I decided to take the the route that I chose and so I did have to go off to basic training uh, which was and part of me was like what what in the world was I thinking <laughs> but then the other part was like I'm glad I did it right you know so that took me away and then after basic training then I went to uh, Fort Lee Virginia near Richmond and spent a couple of months there um, just doing um, learning about the job I'm going to do because before I become a chaplain I want to actually immerse myself in the enlisted lifestyle okay so I'm going to actually be working on a flight line um, oh, like nice. working in air transportation so um, I really want to kind of get a feel for what the airmen go through um, on the enlisted side before I become an officer so then that way when they're coming to me like needing someone to talk to or feeling overwhelmed then I have a little I'd be a little taste you know what I'm saying right. I'm not going to be able to fully understand or know mm-hmm. but I'll be able to be able to relate a little bit because I can say yes I've been through basic I've you know I've worked right. on I've done the job a little bit you know mm-hmm. and I for me that was important to be able to have that relatability with the uh, the airmen that I'll be serving so gotcha. that's kind of where I'm at that's very important yeah yeah and I'm, and I'm reservist so I'm I was gone for a little bit but I'm stationed back here at uh, Joint Base Lewis McCord mm-hmm. and, uh, and so I'll be here until the Air Force tells me they need me to go somewhere else but okay. for now I'm here this is where yeah. I want to be Glad you're home, man. Man, I'm it's glad to be back. It felt it felt <laughs> weird when I got I ain't gonna lie, when I got off the plane, it felt it felt real real weird. Did it? It just I it just I I can knew I knew stuff had changed, but I didn't know mm-hmm. exactly what. 
but I just felt that there was some change in the air, but I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't put my finger on it. What was different? Come on. Uh, it, it, I mean, for one, I had to get used to the cooler weather, um, and I was so glad to see the rain, mm-hmm. but our rain. Our rain, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different, because um, the rain in, in Texas and Virginia, it was just like, you go outside for two seconds, you're soaked. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then the humidity, mm-hmm. I was mad like, you know, 98% <laughs> of the time just because I was just so so moist. And mm-hmm. that, that is not a good feeling. <laughs> and sticky probably. Yeah, 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 man. So it just felt good to be home. But it just felt like so much had changed and I didn't know what had changed or what had transpired in the last, you know, few months. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, I got to get caught up. But right. before I do all that, let me go to sleep. Because I, I was tired. Because <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> I understand. Seeing your kids is probably different too. They're probably bigger. Yeah, yeah. They um they just grown, man. Yeah. Just just huge. You know, I'm just like, man, I feel like and I, again, it was only about five months, but it felt like still I missed though. years, you know, and I missed the first day of school, so that sucked. But yeah. you know, but they're still I still was able to FaceTime. So that was cool and they're excited. Um, you know, my daughter's a sophomore now. Oh, renting, yeah, you know, older yeah, yeah. son starting middle school. I'm just like, man, you know, I, <laughs> I was talking to him just yesterday, like, man, you know, they ain't, ain't nobody trying to recruit you for the football team because this dude's gonna be bigger than me. Yeah. Like, the dude's huge. Yeah. I don't know where he got that size from. Oh, he, he, got, <laughs> he definitely got it from his mama's side of the family because my people's little. So, my, my, my man is huge. So, but yeah, they're all, they're all good. I mean, and I, I definitely missed them a lot. So, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back, man. Got you again, man. It's good to have you back. We gotta sit down to Panera. Yeah. I think that was the last time I went was with you. Yeah. 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 Um, let me see. Um, okay, so you were gone. Actually, you know what? Let's all over the place today. We had such a great conversation. Um, I do again want to shout out Famous. We saw the Emotional Oranges show last night. That shit was tight. If you guys haven't heard of Emotional Oranges, um, you guys should check them out. They're a little different of a group. They're kind of like um, they sound like Division, kind of, but a little more poppy, little little R and B mixed in. They're like a real mysterious group. Like we took a group picture last night, and they was like, "Ooh, please don't post that." And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright fam <laughs> It's cool Why are they so secretive? Uh, that's their thing That's oh. kind of like Their, their whole okay. niche It's kind of okay. like The mysterious vibe Like her Oh you know, yeah yeah Kind of like You know, really showing her face And all that Exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like they um, They perform The lighting was beautiful But like it's just All silhouettes So like oh, It's wow. kind of filthy I'll show you the pictures it's So don't nobody dope. Really know what they look like Right But they're just they're, Okay Yeah okay. Cause even in interviews And stuff They don't even give their names mm. So that's kind of tight Like I was doing my research On them before we went To go see them And I, I've listened to the music before but right, right, right. Until I actually met them, shook their hands in person. Wow. I didn't know their names at all. Um, and they were super dope. And then when they get out of like their, you know, the gear and the costume and all that, when they were like, when they left the venue last night, I was like, I only recognize because the dude, because he doesn't wear a thing over his face. Right, right. I was like, is that the same girl? But other than that, you couldn't tell who they were. So they're going to just be, you know. Incognito. Man. That's kind of tight. That has to be kind of nice, though. It, it, yeah, I can imagine it being, um, I imagine being dope. I'm not. I don't mind people recognizing me, you know. Yeah. And we just yeah. have a podcast. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of dope. But it was cool, though, because the dude from Republic last night was like, yo, like, I've heard about your podcast before. And then their manager was like, yo, like, I heard your podcast. And I was like, oh, this is tight. That is. This is super that dope. Is. All right, let's make that some is. moves. Let's get some things going. That is. Um, my guy Pender's back in town. Jay Pender, he, so he just recently announced that he left Aftermath. He left his post there um, as an A&R and as a writer um, to come back and uh, start this new uh, partnership with PCA. Please come again. Okay. And so uh, we shot a video for him yesterday. So we were ah. on set from like 7 a.m. And then I, I I didn't even leave until like 8, but the whole time we were doing that. So it was uh, my guy, Tanya Priester, um, uh, No Work. Uh, I forgot the other gentleman's name that was helping uh, co-direct. Um, Errol Gartrell, I said Pender. It was, it was a great experience. Uh, my guy, uh, Choice came down. Oh, okay. Just a, a okay. bunch of uh, Rainier Beach heads was in the building. It was oh, tight. Man. It, was it was a South End reunion. Man. It was, man. <laughs> I haven't been in the same... Uh, but it's probably the same room as like Errol Royce, Roland Fair, um, you know, Penders, all these guys like in years. It's been a minute. So that energy was tight. Just, you know, these are the guys I grew up with, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. just it was fun, it was yeah. funny, it was it was loose, it was tight. Um what else, man? What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I listened to the He Says She Said podcast with Alana Bell. Well, it's uh, I think it's Ray and Jay are their names, and then Alana was the guest this week uh, on their podcast. Shout out to those guys. I had never listened to the podcast before I heard it, but Alana like Knowing that she was on it, let me listen to it. Okay. okay. Shout out to them guys. Um, shout out to Alana Bell. She has her um, her short film debuting at um, some film festival. I forgot which film festival. It's Seattle International? SIF, I think. Um, so shout out to her. Congratulations on that. Uh, again, shout out to their podcast. They've been super consistent. Um, I think they're 40-something episodes in. I believe I could absolutely be wrong. But I know I was still on Spotify, so now I'm following them. So I'll just be able to catch up weekly. Right, right, um, right. Who else, man? Um... 
There's a lot of people. There's a lot of great content coming out of this city, which is fucking phenomenal, man. Um, it is. So we're going to do this real quick, and then we're going to get on with the shit. Um, sir. Yes. You've been here before. Yes, sir. I'm um, going to ask you, and maybe it's changed. You got the military does on today. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came straight from the base, so, um, I'm, man. What kind of panties are you, sir? Man, um, <laughs> 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 um, I am, uh, I'm definitely a camo print. I mean, nice. I, I, I just that's just what I'm feeling. I'm in, I'm in uniform yeah, right now, yeah, so yeah. it just feels apropos. Wait, is, is someone, is some, if someone from uh, the service listens to this, are you gonna get a bunch of flag for this? Um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out when that time comes. All right, okay. I'll address, I'll address it when it comes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. That's not. I ain't gonna move like, oh, you know, hey, I'm still me. So, gotcha. uh, no worries. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a camo. But I think um, I'm feeling real, real sheer though. Okay. You know, um, you know, I'm, uh, I guess because transparency, like gotcha. that's just that's just where I'm at. Feeling a little bit vulnerable, so I'm like a okay. sheer camel print panty. If I don't even know if that's even exist, but hey, brother, that's, that's what that's, I'm able to articulate right now. You can, yeah, man, you can create so, your own. You know, and whoever's into making lingerie, man, you know, make that happen and just. I'm gonna put, hit up uh, Zoe and, and Sweets yeah, and see if they uh, can yeah. put something together. Just do the do the the Reverend edition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For ministry in the bedroom, I don't know something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Make make something work, you know. Yeah, that's tight. <laughs> Man. Ministry in the bedroom. Hey. Yo, I can imagine that commercial. <laughs> Yo, that's hella funny. That is that is hilarious. Man. And you know what? And I think it might be a little uh, blasphemous to even have a Bible in there. So I, as I'm envisioning this, I got it in my mind. I went to the director's room and took the Bible out the bedroom for that scene. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Like, right, right, right. Jeez, that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> for ministry in the bedroom. Um, okay. Today, man, I'm feeling. Um, I'm super sleepy. I didn't get home till like two thirty. Been busy, man. You're making I moves, man. I, um, I haven't even been working. I haven't worked for like the past three weeks. Um, I don't start my new job until the thirtieth, but I've been doing two days in the gym. I've lost some weight, you know, um, which is always tight, you know. Mm-hmm, what I mean? And mm-hmm. being sober, which is always always like yeah, super dope. But I didn't realize how tired I'd be because I'm trying to fill my days with stuff, right? You know, right, right. Um, making sure Summer gets to school, to and from school, you mm-hmm, know, she's mm-hmm. doing that. But I just I'm sleepy, man, today. So I feel like a um, some type of nightgown ish, something like something flowy, you know, because okay. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I have good energy. I just my body's just tired. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like mentally, I'm up and alert. Like, but but your body's weary. My body is weary. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. maybe like a nighty man, something um, navy blue. Okay. Because it is. Uh, I think that's the I, that's the color for like National Suicide Prevention Month. Is actually like navy. I think because okay. like the breast cancer is like pink and you know mm-hmm, all these mm-hmm. other stuff like navy blue. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. I don't even know the color. I did my research into it. I was trying okay, to okay, look at nice, it. Okay, nice. Uh, navy blue, but I you know I just and like you said, I feel kind of vulnerable. So mm-hmm. uh, just because I never told nobody I committed, tried to commit suicide. That's such a humbling thing. We tried to commit yeah. suicide because I, I, I had jokes for that for years. You know, mm-hmm. like how humbling is it that you tried and you failed yeah. to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then coming off my own experience, I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a it, real thing. It, it definitely changes your mind on some um, things. I think the last time I saw something like that, and just and we'll get off of that in a second, but it was like uh, I was watching the Royal Tenenbaums, and I think one of the brothers tried to mm-hmm. he slit his wrist, and then he survived it. You mm-hmm. know, then he went through this whole like self doubt kind of thing. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like a, a nighty, some type of nighty. Got to be navy blue. Got to be free flowing. Um, yeah, real comfortable. All right, all right. I'm with it. Cool. Um, you and I had a conversation the other day about um, just um, ministry in itself, mm-hmm. and about uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about the um, the the um, the numbers or the uh, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Um, the attendance. Decline. The decline in attendance for yes, churches. Sir. Um, yes, sir. And what that means, like, what is that? Like, I, I don't. I have an opinion on why. Mm-hmm. Um, but from your standpoint, uh, one is that something you're seeing is like is it affecting your church or the churches that you're involved with? Um, it, it really depends um, because you have to look at it. I, if I just look at our, our region where we are, then absolutely. In but, the Pacific Northwest? In the Pacific Northwest. But okay. when, I, you know, when I travel and stuff like that, um, travel to preach or whatnot, or even just travel just to fellowship, like it's it's different, you know. But um, up here, yeah, I've, I've noticed it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's affecting um, churches all over. But there's a variety of different reasons, whether, you know, you look at the CD, whether it be gentrification mm-hmm. or you just look at people just feel like there's the church is not really offering much. Right. You know, they're like, hey, it's, it's not giving me what I need or what I want anymore. And so I'm looking for answers or I'm looking for, you know, whatever it may be um, elsewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't personally, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. to look for um, what you want or what you need. Um, but again, because I am very much connected to the church, I still feel like that that we should be connected to the church. And that, right. but that's but that's my personal belief. But I don't I understand when uh, when others are like, yeah, it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't agree. Got you. Um from my own standpoint, I actually I love the praise and worship aspect of church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the church, and this is just my opinion. I'm not trying to offend anybody out there who's involved with the church or anything. Like yeah, that, no, no, don't speak I, your mind. I man. think there's a lot of people in the church who are really traditionalist. You know, and the oh, church, is, the mm-hmm. church has changed though from the '60s and the '70s yeah. to what it is now. I mean, it's 2019 now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mm-hmm. think you have to adapt to or adapt to. Um, not to say that the world now, you know, but you have to reach your audience. The, me- the methods do have to change. The message should be remain the same, but the, the methods have to, you know, you can't you can't use an eight track, you know, you can't use that in the CD era, but you can't even use a CD era now in this digital era, you right. know, right, right, right. It's this iPod, iPad generation. So like you you still want to have a consistent message, but the the methodology that you use to disseminate the information you want the people to receive mm-hmm. has to to match. The people that you're trying to, you know, right. to, you know, minister to. So, I mean, they, but you have that in any, any arena, like you know, right. the old guard battling the new guard, and course, they yeah. want to do stuff the same old way, and then you know, but like they said, um, one of the the worst the words that a church can hear is like, "We never done it that way before." That like that's the death of any organization, specifically the church. You know, yeah. people don't want to change. And so I've I, experienced that myself. I think one of the things that uh, that us as a community are starting to require out of churches, or would love to see out of churches, um, are, are not being um, addressed. You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about. Um, what I if if I could start my own church right now, I think mm-hmm. one of the things mm-hmm. that I would talk about is, uh, of course, you know, the spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. like keeping yourself grounded in the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and growing that way. But also, you know, like things that are going to help us as a community, like as oh, far yeah. as like financial oh, yeah. literacy, you know, yeah. is yeah. that something that is going to be a thing, you know, because yeah. a lot of times people look at the pastor and they're envious of what they're making or, you know, what that income is like. And, yeah. and I'm never one to count anybody's pockets, but right, you know, that, right. that's always a, a common thing you see yeah. with people. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I, I definitely understand it. I mean, we just have to be careful about automatically judging of a book by its cover. But um, I, we, there's nothing wrong with being um, leery and, and questioning. And I think um, as pastors and ministers, we need to be transparent mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. Like, we don't, we don't have to have everybody all the way up in our business, but we need oh, to be... Yeah, yeah but you, we, there needs to be a level of transparency um, there. And um, and so I, I definitely can understand, you know, people have some some questions and mm-hmm. and I at one point in time the, the the church specifically the black church was the hub and the center of the community and we've gone away from that mainly because we've mismanaged and we haven't um, handled our people well right you know so we're dealing with the fallout of of that we've gotten greedy or we've tried to mirror other institutions to become a business um, yeah. instead of you know really meeting the needs um, of of our community. And I don't think it's all about the money. I don't, I don't think that's the no. It's not not not, not all the time, but right. that I, that definitely is a part. Yeah, I, but I think that becomes the biggest talking point. It's but the I, easiest, of course. It's, 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 it's the easiest it's thing easy to target. attack. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. To attack. But I think that you know just feeding the people what the people need. Like I said, I mean you know we're talking about gentrification, right? Like specifically Absolutely. in the central district, we all went to church in the district at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to Zion United House of Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Pastor Drayton, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just a lot of us lived around there, or our grandmas lived over there, yeah. aunts, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. And like I said, if, if financial literacy had been a thing at the time, and we agree. were talking about, you know, at least like buying up the community, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. if we had talked about the programs that we could have utilized, you know, uh, um, even going against the system, you know, because we know about redlining, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. we know what mm-hmm. gentrification is and what mm-hmm. it's what it's done. Um, I think that you know, if you just and I'm not even trying to give the church advice, so I'm not even trying to come up from that standpoint. No, but, but I think you should. Why do you feel like you can't give the church advice? No, I don't feel like I, I think that, 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 that's, what, like that's I really understand. what, in my opinion, was hurting us because when people stop coming, mm-hmm. then the the voices that we need or the innovation that we need is no longer there. And so then, you know, that starts to directly affect the church because everybody's like, I'm tired, I'm fed up, I'm gone. Well, I'm the type of person, and I agree with you, but I, I'm the type of person, if I'm not directly involved in that thing, I'm not I, trying to. I hear you. I hear you. Only because I have this thing at the podcast, right? I hear you. If you don't listen to my podcast, you please. Don't tell me what I can do to make it better. Like, right. you don't even know what the structure of this is. I got you. I got you. That's where I come from with that. So that's I why you. I said that. But, um, but I, I do think you know, just listen to the needs of the people. Yeah. Like when I was going to church, like heavy, and like even into my like, adult life, I was like, man, like some of this stuff is not really as necessary as you think it is, and we need mm-hmm. some of these other things. Mm-hmm. Like just going to Bible study, you know, youth Bible study, and then adult Bible study. It's like, hey, bro, I need this. Like, where can I go to get this? Right. And then it's like, oh, that's not really the topic, or that's not really talked about and discussed. I'm like, but why not? But it needs to be. 
Yeah, like, yeah. this is what I need as an adult. As a young yeah. black man growing up, this is these are things I yeah. feel like I need, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, I'm not getting those things, so I don't really feel like I need to be here, you yeah. know? I'll come for praise and worship. That's logical to me. <laughs> I'll leave right afterwards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think we all we're all attached to gospel music in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Kanye's doing a new thing. I mean, music just has a way of of touching us and moving us. And yeah, yeah, he is. You know, and people were questioning that and you know got their opinions on that. But do you have an opinion on that? Um, I mean, one. I mean, I'm kind of still just getting back <laughs> to, yeah. to the real world. Right, but right. um, I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know what that man's walk is, what his right. life is, and so I'm not gonna say if it's fake or not. What I do know is that he has an ability to to touch people, and what and what I, I'll say this: I I am a firm believer that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. And so I I believe that if God is sovereign, you know why can't He use any and everybody? Right. You know, I mean, why do we try to limit God to what He can use, who He can use, and how He can use them? You know, and so. Um, I'm going to just look at it for what it is. I mean, has Kanye done some things that I don't agree with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Has he, you know, um, you know, thrown his people under the bus for a, a dollar? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know what, like I said, what he's going through, what he's gone through. And, you know, he could be on a, a conversion process where he's, he's you know. No longer Saul, but he's gonna become Paul. You know who knows? Right. I don't. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. You know, and so I don't want to be quick to judge, but you'll be able to tell a, uh, a tree by the fruit it bears. And so, yep, time will tell. Time will tell. I think um, one thing that we don't do enough in our community is give people the ability to change, yeah, or, rec- or recognize change. Yeah, you know, we always want to hold somebody to whatever their past was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. People see me and like, oh man, you guys used to such and such. I'm like, yeah, yeah. we used to do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, but and we had some fun, you know, or whatever. And it's just, but I'm doing this now. Yeah. So this is the new thing, you know. And here's the reasons why. Mm-hmm. I don't get so much offended, but I get offended like when, when people do it with women a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she used to. Oh yeah. man, she be bro back in high school, bro. She was popping it. Yeah. You know, college days. Oh man, you can't. Admit. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. she used to. And so I thought, <laughs> she's not that person no more. That yeah. woman married now. She right. You know what I'm saying? And what difference does it make? Why are you still living in the past? Yeah. What would you take? <laughs> <laughs> we 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 here now. Yeah. People know? they they love their personal glory. They love you know. And we we just don't give people the opportunity to change. Mm-hmm. You know who they were. And I think that, like you said, you know you 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 can tell the tree by the fruit of bears. Um, they're doing something different now. They're doing positive works or whatever that new thing is they're doing, yeah. and it's positive. G, let that person flourish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, man, I mean, and with Kanye, he's touched so many people. He's such a polarizing person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that is just he made you feel a way, and it's hard to forget how somebody made you feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying you got to just dive in and be and just embrace him, right? Yeah. But I don't want to be quick to ostracize him either, yeah. because I again, I don't know what. I have no idea. He's gone through what revelation he's received or, you know, any of that. Right. You know, um, the last thing I, I saw online was that his wife was talking about how he he really has got born again. And I'm like, if that's what, what happened, amen. Right. You know, and and if that's and, you know, what's going to if he's really changed on the inside, then the outside is going to you're going to see that manifested on the outside and how reflect. he acts. It's going right. to be a reflection. So just give it time. We'll see. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, if if nobody, after a while, if he gets too much backlash, he might backtrack. But if it's genuine, then you're going to see him continue to do his thing. Right. Either way, my my only thing is like, I just want God to get the glory, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, um, and, and regardless of what may be going on in behind his closed doors, I just want God to be glorified. And and that's, at that, after that, I don't really care what that man does. You know what I'm right. saying? And you can't deny, the, the choir sounds fire. Yeah. So I mean, you can hate all you yeah. want to, but man, I I know I was bobbing my head like, man, that's, I was looking on Apple Music like, man, do they got the single yet? Man, I'm like, man, like I need that. Yeah. I'm gonna add that to my I preach playlist. There's because, a yeah. there's very few people that make music at the the level that Kanye West can make music. Come on, he he has a gift. You cannot it's deny crazy. that. Yeah, you absolutely. cannot deny that. Like no matter what he looks like or no matter what he's you know mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question for you about um, just being able to minister within the service. Yes, sir. Um, I know one of the things you said to me was uh, we were talking about suicide rates amongst mm-hmm. um, uh, veterans. Yes. Uh, do you find it kind of, um, is it a struggle for you to go back into that environment day after day and, and have those conversations with these people? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a struggle because just because I just I just feel a, a, a tug to to do this that's why I, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing like I just mm-hmm. um, like I love the the ministry and right. um, but 
right now, I don't see myself being running a church, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a post a while back, you know, talking about if I did have a church, what I would want in it. Because mm-hmm. I would want it to be a hub, you know, education, financial literacy, and all that right. stuff for the community, mm-hmm. you know, services for veterans. I mean, I have a vision of what I would want a church to look like, kind of going back to what it was. Right. Um, but, no, it's not, it's not difficult because I just feel like they just need someone. Mm-hmm. And... And I, I don't think I can save all. I don't. I'm not trying to. But if I can help one person, then I've, then I fulfilled my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, I enjoy it. Um, actually, it's like it's not a job to me. Right. I mean, I, I enjoy talking with folk. I enjoy listening. Right. And I enjoy trying to help them. You know, letting them vent. You know. Um, and so uh, it's really. I mean, the suicide rate in the military is extremely high. Not just for veterans, even just for active duty. Right. Um, there's just in the Air Force alone has been already been over 200 suicides this year. This year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so crazy. it's 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 extremely high. So that's why we had a whole a down day where it was just like we are gonna we have to address this, and they're really big on the whole wingman concept and not wingman as how you know when we was young and dumb thought of what a wingman was. You right. know, we just take the L <laughs> right. while our while our boy you know hollers at the cute one. We gonna be the wingman. Right. Nah, it's like really just being there for someone being. You know, paying attention to mm-hmm. details, like you noticing a change in behavior, noticing a change in appearance, and then really kind of being nosy, like, man, you good? Right. Like, you need right. to talk? Like, you know, and um, the Air Force is really trying to do something. The military as a whole, because unfortunately, servicemen and women are taking their lives because they're overwhelmed. Um, and they have a huge task on their shoulders. They're defending the freedoms of this country. And right. so they often get overlooked, and that bothers me. You know, mm-hmm. when I, I don't like seeing. Home. I don't like seeing homeless, period, but when I see homeless, there are veterans. Or even in my job with the county, I have veterans coming in, and they now addicted to drugs or, you know, they're committing petty crimes just to survive. Like, that's a problem. Was that the catalyst for you joining? And, and um, No, the catalyst is like, I mean, for selfish reasons, if I'm just to be honest, like, I've always wanted to be in the Air Force. Like, that was mm-hmm. just a dream since I was six years old. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where it came from. I can't really tell you, but... Six years old, kindergarten, first grade, when they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everyone's like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I was like, I want to be in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you know about the Air Force? I don't know. But I want to be in the Air Force, you know. So I'm doing it for selfish reasons to fulfill a childhood dream. But it's just that as I've continued to kind of matriculate through my life and then, you know, started down this path of the ministry, um, I felt like God really placed it in front of me. It was like, man, now you can can do both. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Like, why not? Why not? I mean, I was hesitant, of course, because I'm a little older, but everything's kind of lining up. So I'm like, man, why not? You know, I just knowing you as long as I've known you, a lot of things that you've done have been a little bit further into your adult life. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about that. Like mm-hmm. I said, we've everybody refer back to the interview we did, Moments of Wayne Manor, great series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you talked about uh, your path to being here, you know, having mm-hmm. your children and then then starting your college education or continuing your college education, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And now, well, how old were you when you became a student body president? Wow. Um, how was I, like 27? Uh, yeah, I was going to say 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah, so that's obviously a little bit, you know, older yeah. than a lot of people. I don't want to say later because it came right on time for you. Yeah, it actually, um, absolutely did, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's tight that you can you have those testimonies. You said something to me a while back. I don't even know if you remember saying it, but I tell people this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, uh, you know, our testimonies really aren't for us. They're mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? So you've gone through that so that way somebody else doesn't have to. Or you can relate. And I say that to people all the time. Yeah. Like, I took that. That meant so much to me when you said that. Yeah. And I, I say it now. Like, so as I'm going through whatever it is that I'm going through, um, you've helped me in, in mm-hmm. so many different ways. But... You like I said that one thing you said to me has, has stuck out for so long because yeah. now I understand I had to tell my brother that recently his his son passed away, and he took it like a, a G like I heard him cry twice yeah you know and and now he's able to you know be able to relate to people who, you know who've gone through that you mm-hmm. know um, mm-hmm. my homegirl you know Michaela Kyles yeah um, yeah. you know her daughter passed away and and I asked her I was like you know would you mind reaching out to my brother and speaking to him because you had that experience you yeah. know ten years ago now. Um, you know, and you can talk to him about that because mm-hmm. he's now going through that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you just come out a stronger person. So you know, we're, it's wisdom. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, it's a transitional wisdom. Um, so yeah, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all good. Um, man. I haven't seen you in five months. Gg. Yeah, I know, um, I know, I know. You're trying to catch up and get everything, you yeah, know, man. but you know, like I, I feel um, it. I feel it. I feel it. Um, but I, I do think what, you, what you're doing is an amazing thing. Uh, we talked about the other day um, Trump being in office. Mm-hmm. Right and, and what that means and, and how you feel about it personally versus um, the professional aspect of it. And I know a lot of people, a lot of black men especially, mm-hmm. um, catch a lot of heat, 
you know, for serving under Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What, what did you say to me the other day? I want people to hear. Well, in, I mean, your words. yeah, I'm not. I'm because I'm. I'm not. I under, First of all, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I, when people make comments or say certain things, I just I hear you. I hear you, bro. I hear you, sis. Right. Uh, I'm not serving. I'm not serving the man. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm serving the office, and I he is my commander in chief, and so I have to tread lightly on what I say and how I speak about him because he's my commanding officer. And if he's and if he, right now he said, you know, you're going to war, I have to pack my bag and be gone. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what I signed up to do, so that you know you could be on this podcast, and so that you know people could do what they want to do. You know, if we really want to be real about it. Um, but I serve the office, and I appreciate so, that. By so the way. it doesn't so it doesn't matter who sits in that you know in that seat in that position. Right. Um, when they give the order, I have to follow it. Right. You know that is you know when I rose my you know when I was raising my right hand and did the oath of enlistment, I said that I would obey the, the orders of the officers uh, appointed over me. And that includes the president of the United States, and so it doesn't matter who um, is in that position. So you know whether it be it's Trump now, but it it could be someone else. You know when right. the next election comes around, and I'll have to obey them just as much as I would. Had I done this when Obama was president, I with as much vigor and enthusiasm as I was been obeying him, I gotta obey whoever's in the office. Right. You know, and and to, and to be honest. It was easier to to join while Trump was president. Really? Yeah, while he being a Republican, because you know the Republicans are a little bit more about, um, about you know war and and vets mm. and stuff like that. Where the Democrats are kind of like, yeah, we don't need to fund the Department of Defense as much, you know. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. I mean, so it would have been actually been a little more difficult for me to um, fulfill <laughs> this dream or um, take this path um, while President Obama was in office. So for, when people say, you know, oh, you do this, even my family was like, man, you want to do this while he's in office? I'm like, I just want to do it while the opportunity is presented and I'm walking through the door that I feel that God has opened for me. Right. Um, point blank and period. I mean, I don't, and I don't need no one to understand. You know, I just need mm-hmm. my, as long as my children are, are cool and, and so have my, and support me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and my close friend and family, uh, my girl, stuff like that, I'm good. You right. know, I'm, I'm really good. And so right. I'm, I have a peace about it. So, you know, and like, that's really what it comes down to. You know, I'm, I'm obeying the office, man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm going to be real, I mean, it, it, sh- it will be someone else the next election. And like I said, when they give the order, if the Democrats get it together, yeah, you know. But if not, and if, and if Trump's <laughs> and if Trump is reelected, I will right. still serve because I didn't do it for him. Right, right, you right. Know, right. I, I didn't. And we we spoke the other day, um, and you were just saying basically echoing what you're saying now. Um, but I think a lot of like I said, black men catch a lot of flack for that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people who are now enlisting and becoming police officers and, and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we talked about being able to um, affect change from inside. From within, yeah. You know, so, and I think a lot of people don't understand that because yeah. they just want to be, people love conflict like mm-hmm. so much so that they don't seek a resolution. They just love right. the conflict right. aspect of things. Right. Um, you know, so with what you're doing now, you have to be within the organization. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me, in order to change it. Um, you know, and again, people don't, people don't get that. Nope. Um, people don't understand sacrifice. Nope. People don't have broader perspectives of how to do things. They just see the immediate, or they see like the, uh, the instant gratification aspect of things. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that and that gratification comes in the form of conflict a lot of times. You know, yeah. I want to fight this fight and I have that feeling of you know overcoming this in this small moment of time. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the larger picture. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And so how do you feel about you know people who are continuing to enlist or become police officers or firefighters or whatever? I say you know? thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because we need those people. I mean, we need those professions. Um, we need policemen. We need firefighters. You know, so thank you. I mean, and those who are in the military, thank you. You know, we only make up one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it ain't it ain't really ain't a whole bunch of us, right? It really not. It ain't a whole bunch of people just jumping up at the chance to come sign on that line to say, you know, government. Um, your property so do with me as you will you know um, I love this country that much that I'm willing to die for it mm-hmm. so that people can have enjoy their freedom of speech so that they can you know have the right to bear their arms if they want to you know and there's a whole bunch of it's a you know a hot topic you know but you have those rights because there are people that are fighting for you to have those rights so I say thank you you know and you you know my personality and so even in these five months I've been gone like people have been like that are in Mm-hmm. Or like, man, thank you because, like, man, I, I people were I one dude that we were in together. He was like, dude, you just went up and dapped the colonel, you know, the, the commander. And I was like, because I'm about to come in here and 
change some stuff. Right. He's like, how do you? I was like, man, because my your gifts will make room for you. And so it ain't really about me. I really feel that this was ordained. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's going to happen. It may be something major. It may not. But while I'm here, I'm going to do what I feel that God wants me to do in this position. Right. And I'm trying to touch as many lives as I can until they carry carry me about to here. You know? yeah, like that's just really what I believe. You know, And so I want to be in and I want to be outside the club looking in. You right. know, and, and and complaining and talking about oh it's whack in there, but I don't even really know because I ain't never been in there. I ain't never been inside, right? You know, but I'm in now. And is it perfect? Absolutely not. You know, but there is a lot of good as well. And I feel like they are trying to make changes. And so, but we can't do it without people volunteering, and we can't do it without people's support. You mm-hmm. know, with the, you know, so folk that you know always start telling me thank you for your service. I ain't really done nothing yet, but you know, I'm like, hey, thank right. you for your support because without your support. When none of this be possible. I mean, it's, sure you, it's, it's cyclical, you know. I'm we sure you get that, like, at grocery stores and gas stations. And yeah, I mean, especially when, I, when I'm in uniform, it's yeah. like, it's it's awkward. I don't really like the attention, you mm-hmm. know, but because uh, I try to be, you know, that's why I said when I, before I was coming, I wanted to go home and change, mm-hmm. but, like, I didn't want to be late for my guy. So I was like, man, I'm going to just keep <laughs> the uniform on. But, you know, like, I don't really want to draw any extra attention, but there are people that recognize the sacrifice. Right. Because it, it is that. You know, um, and I learned today. I was up on the base today. Um, I got it. I'm basically going to be preparing to deploy. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Already. That, was, that was quick. We already, just talked about it. Already, already. Yeah. Already. Mm. So, you know, like it's real. Okay. You know, it's real. I'll, um, Can you speak on where you're going? Is there any of that? Uh, I mean, not. I okay. can't. I can't. No worries. Uh, but yeah, just I'll. I'll, I'll be man, out that there. is quick. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be out there, you know, and but I'm excited. Because mm-hmm. this is what I what I'm here to do, right? You know, and, and it was a choice, and it was a choice. It was a choice, right? It People have choice. to understand that, respect that choice. first. And you and we were talking about suicide awareness. Even when I was away, like there, I, I seven um, airmen. I can just name off immediately that I was able to. Again, it wasn't me. I just feel like I was used in that moment mm-hmm. to help them who were contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, two actually had a plan that were they were about to carry out. Really, but I but I felt like God, um, you know, by His you know providence, placed me right there to be able to have a conversation with Him. You know, again, it wasn't me; mm-hmm. I just was available. You right. know, and so that's why that's that's why I'm here, man. I, I want to be in in the fight, not right. not outside the fight. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, seven people. Yeah, seven. Just in that five month span. Yep, that's tremendous. Yep. yep, yeah. And I think that is people don't we don't at in our community. We don't pay enough attention to people. And I think that uh, I was having a conversation about sacrifice the other day. Um, we don't know what sacrifice is for every single person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's different on each it's, level. It's very different. Because um, the sacrifice that I might make might just be my time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who else? Arrow Girl Trail. So I was talking to. Um, the sacrifice that I might make is just me have, making time for my daughter, making time for her to go to school, preparing dinner for her every night like I do. Um, you know, and then for me to do something extra, that's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I'm sacrificing sleep now. Yeah. I'm sacrificing, you know, time away from whatever else. You know, mm-hmm. somebody else might be money. I don't have that much money, <laughs> you know. Right, right. So, you know, for somebody else, that might be their sacrifice. It is different for everybody, you know. So to say, like, under this one blanket statement, just sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? You have to, like, literally be able to visualize what that thing is, you know, uh, make it tangible mm-hmm. to you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be different from the next person. And I, I think that we don't often understand. And we don't have a lot of empathy, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. I mean, unless it's like police brutality or something like that. Yeah. You know, like we don't empathize with people very well within our community. Yeah, we just look at oh, it could be harder. Mm-hmm. I hate it could be worse. Uh huh. I hate that. Like yo, this is bad now. Yeah, <laughs> things are fucked up right now. Yeah, don't tell me it could be worse, G. You know, like help yeah. me, you know, get to the next plateau, and then I can look back and say, well, it was worse. Yeah, you know, but like help me climb that ladder first. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just have to, like you said, just pay more attention to people. Be a little nosy. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. I've had friends call me at 2.30. Like, man, are you good? 2.30 a.m. Hey, bro, I've seen, you know, some tweets or mm-hmm. have conversation with this person. You, I'm glad my friends know that, one, that I'll answer at 2.30 and that they can call me, you know. Right, right. You're not, you know, you're not, um, I don't feel like you're forcing yourself. I mean, nothing like that. I don't feel like you're being too intrusive. I appreciate it because uh, I needed it at that time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I think. For others, don't feel offended if people are doing that, you know, right. and don't feel like it's not your place. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you see something, say something. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we tell people all the time. <laughs> see something, say something. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, man, I just. You know, you might save a life. And and, I, and when I look back, I'll, I'm glad that I did mm-hmm. because I, I, I was like, man, you don't, bro, you don't look good. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, of course, I pulled them to the side, but I was like, man, holler at me, man. Talk to me. What's, what's really good? 
You know, right. and he's just like, I can't do this. Like, you know, first time being away from home, he was missing his girlfriend, missing his parents. I'm just like, all right, man, but okay, look, man, they're they're supporting you. Trust me, they want you to get through this. But what can we do right now mm-hmm. to help you? And like, I don't want to leave you alone. So what we got to do? And then, and then another one that was really was like had the plan. I was like, look, you're coming with me. And I took him immediately to the chaplain. Like, look, you know, because I couldn't operate in the role that I wanted to while I was there because I was still in training as well. Right. But I did everything that I could and um, to help. And then I was like, look, I'm going with you. You know, right. we, we, nah, we, I'm not leaving you alone. We're not, we're going, you're valuable, you're important, you're loved. Like, I need you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we in this together. You know what I'm saying? We both signed on the line. We both said we're going to do this. We getting through this together. And then when you get to the end and then they're all coming back and with tears in their eyes and hugging me. And then I don't know the conversation they had with their family. So then their, their parents and their siblings or the girlfriend comes up with tears in their eyes and hugging me out the blue. Mm-hmm. And, and then they're like, yeah, this is Rev. And I'm, I didn't know they had been writing letters, to, you know, thinking, mm-hmm. talking about, man, if it, you know, and like, and, and that's not why I do it. Of course not, yeah. But, man, it, it it's like, man, okay. It's probably a okay, reminder I, that you're doing man, the right like, thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. This is, and it's just like, because there's times I ain't going to lie where I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I need to go back to the crib, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm too old. Like, man, what am, what am I thinking? Like, man, I need to go back to the house. Yeah. You know, and but then to get, and once I got to the, the graduation and have those people come back to me and just, you know. Emotional tears in their eyes, just like thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, all right, this is this. That was just my okay. I'm I'm on the right track. I'm right, on, I'm on the right path. That's dope to be able to, to experience that. Yeah. Um, and I gratitude, man. Gratitude goes a long way to be able to express mm-hmm. gratitude mm-hmm. to someone else. Even the ability to be able to express gratitude mm-hmm. is a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, because some of us can't get over ourselves. Some of us, <laughs> some of us have egos where, you know, even thank you is big for some people. Yeah. You know, so I think we need to get to a point where, you know, we are kind of egoless. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, I, I say it all the time, you know, there's no uh, there's no ego in progress. Yeah. And not being afraid to ask for help, man. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I mean, look, think about it. If you ever see a turtle on a fence, man, somebody put it there. Right. You know, I mean, turtles can't climb fences. So, right. like, hey, man, everybody needs somebody at That's some tight. point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, we got to get over ourselves and past our, our ourselves the pride, you know, and then turn and ask for help. You know what I mean? And um, I've even had to learn that myself. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I'm not going to say I've got it all down pat because sometimes I'd be like, nah, I got to be a man. And I got, you know, but there's times I got to be like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it today. You know, even as someone that pours out into others, I need to be poured into as well. Of course, so, yeah. you know, and we saw the evidence of that with the with the the pastor that committed suicide. So, you know, we all have to be looking out for each other um, all the time. And so, this I can't, is just this is one way out. Cup that's empty. And you can't, you cannot, you cannot, yeah. you cannot. And everyone, everyone's capacity is different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need someone to pour the same way I pour. Right, their cup may be smaller. You know, um, but we all should be trying to pour into someone, and then be willing to be poured into. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, it's um, it's it's crazy just thinking about your life, the way it's turned out, mm-hmm. where you've come from, like as mm-hmm. a teenager and mm-hmm. getting in trouble and you know saying all that, and then to the heights that you've reached, and to now, uh, I mean, the trajectory of your life is amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to touch as many people, mentor uh, a ton of people, uh, being able to minister to yeah. everyone that can come under the sound of your voice, you know, I think that uh, it's, I'm proud of you. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm trying, man. You know, I'm just. I just wanna, I just wanna, you know, make my family proud, you know, make my community proud, you mm-hmm. know, and then that's all that really matters, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm uh, appreciative of you, yeah, um, just to say the least. And I missed you, man. You was yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm back, man. You know, I'm back. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, yeah, and it felt weird, man. I ain't been able to check on you, make sure you was good, but you know, oh yeah, here you are. I mean, we made it through, man. But that's- I knew you would, though. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that faith, but <laughs> but yeah, we like I said, it was it was, ooh, boy, it was some nights, man. A lot of sleepless nights too. Drugs did it to you. We got still. Yeah, it's man. We, we went to there, man. <laughs> say no. <Yeah. laughs> the little lion. I want man, one of those shirts. Come on. Hey, man. if somebody has a deer shirt with the little lion on the front, I need one of them joints. Yeah. Um yeah, what did we oh, we're about to wind down. Uh I mean I will say this. Um Again, very appreciative to everybody who's listened over the past year. We we racked up all the streaming numbers. Um, when I got them written down, actually, because um, I got a manager for the podcast now, which is tight. Hey. We can talk about that. Um, when things really start popping off, and he made me like get all the numbers. I wrote them down. Where are we at? Where are we at with this? Did I just text them to him? Anyway, it was something like, uh, I think it was something like uh, close to 11,000 listens. Nice. Something like 11,000 nice. streams of the podcast over the past year. Nice. Over, I think it was like 45 episodes or something like that, or 44 episodes. Excuse me, at the time I counted it up. 
That's crazy to me. That's that's a blessing, man. And that's and I can't even count the Apple streams. So just, just yeah, so that's that's eleven thousand people you've touched. Yeah. It's just crazy. You know? Which is nuts. Yeah, um I'm, I'm it's super dope, man, because I started this just as like I just want to. I know we start conversations on Facebook and you know Twitter and all that type of stuff all the time. I want to be able to put it on the platform. I said social media in the form of a podcast is like the. And you were one of the first episodes. Like, you're like yeah, like the, one of the first ten episodes. Um, what were we talking about the the mural? Yeah, we were talking about the South <laughs> yeah, mural. Yeah, we're talking about the mural. <laughs> the CD ah, mural. the mural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good for them, man. I'm 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 happy Cal got that opportunity. Yeah, man. Um, it was a good conversation, man. It was, yeah. It was me, you, Impact, um, somebody else. Says, oh, uh, Jordan Ousley. Yep. Yeah, yep. that episode was tight. Yep. Um, but I just, I'm appreciative of everybody that's made the time to come talk to me on here and made the time to, um, if you've made the time to listen, even if it's just once, like, I really appreciate that because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't have to support. Right. You know what I mean? You don't have right. to listen. You don't have right. to agree. None of that. And I know a lot more people that disagree than agree. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Hey, and even if that's the reason why you're listening, thank you. Yeah. People listen to this <laughs> just to argue with me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm we, telling we you, man. It's, you. I'm grateful. Uh, one year is nuts, you know. Um, just the fact that you know we could do this continuously. It went by quick, man. It did, bro. Um, which also lends a lot of perspective to a lot of other things as well that mm-hmm. have you know like that happened within that time. Like this has happened a year. A lot of things have not been a year yet, and it's like okay, that's an even shorter amount of time. Yeah, you know. Um, and to end, and just to, I've been really vulnerable on this podcast at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a complete idiot on this podcast at times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to provide the platform for me to do this, and I've had other people, numerous people come and say, "Yo, I want to start a podcast. I listen to yours, and I like yours, and I want you know, do you have advice for me?" And it's like, fam, I don't even know what I'm doing. So right, right. But if you want, you know, I help you. But that's but that's good, man. That's the impact that you're having. You yeah. know, even even in the midst of your own turmoil, mm-hmm. you know, you're 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 still having an impact. You're still touching lives. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. And I don't want you to lose sight of that, you know, because right. like you said, you, you know, you made the attempt and it, it failed. And you're like, man, that made me think that, you know, there's that's here's further. This is proof. It's evidence, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have you have a gift. You have a way of talking and bringing people to the table to have conversations that may not otherwise be had. Right. You know, and you just think about it like um, there's only a couple other, you know, folk that, you know, in our city. Mm-hmm. That are doing the same thing, you know. I really can't even think. Of, I mean, you know, there's some people that have come up, you know, hella black, hella Seattle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one with um, Nelly? You know? Oh, Mac and Nelly. Mac and Nelly, you know. There's, uh, there's a couple, you know. City. Yeah, black. And, you know, of course, and then you know, of course, you know, the Casey doing her thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The glow up. Yep. You know, but that there ain't a whole lot. Right. There ain't a whole lot. Not it's, here. Yeah. This is. I'm I'm glad for the perspective that I'm able to provide and the mm-hmm. conversations that we're able to have here. Uh, and it's not, I'm not saying And I'm, I love that they're all different Yeah And I'm not saying that I'm better Because uh, I'm not saying that nah, at all nah. Those people are killing it They're doing their thing um, yeah. But I, I think that It's just I'm just different I think my voice is different I think the mm-hmm. topics are different I think that You know um, I think outside of Maybe what Black in the City I think they cover Perspectives that are pretty close to this I have conversations that are pretty close uh, So shout out to those ladies But I think you know Just coming from a black male perspective mm-hmm. It's not really mm-hmm. black male dominant like, yeah. We dominate every other industry And I think In this city here now we don't, yeah. which is tight. I love the ladies. Black black dudes don't be wanting to talk. No, you know we and don't. It, we don't want to have a conversation. Right. I mean, and a lot of that's just societal. Um, oh, and sorry, real quick. Um, the We Ain't Shit podcast. Those guys, they're out of Tacoma. Not say it's much different, but oh yeah, they yeah, also yeah. <laughs> some wild boys. Um, Eric and AJ, but they also you know have conversations that are similar oh, nice, to this. Nice, and nice. And I know Eric personally is super uh, vulnerable so I think yeah. I, I commend him for that oh and his birthday was last week we went out and popped it for bro's birthday oh shout out for the birthday he got mad drunk They uh, instead of singing happy birthday they sang finito at the bar and it was tight oh dang I got the rad. videos of that oh yeah it was, it was popping <laughs> and we went to the little house party afterwards for bro's joint um, but yeah no again super appreciative um, we're in an hour now so we're getting ready to get up out of here oh man do appreciate you yeah, making time I appreciate you driving down because now it's even further yeah, man, it's all good, man. I had to do it for the nephew, man. So I appreciate it's, it, man. It's Thank all you, good, bro. man. It's all good. Thank you for coming home, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad I was welcome back home. You know, of course. They, they didn't try to run me up the city, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. I was worried, man. I was like, I don't know if my my passport's gonna clear, man. I don't know what was gonna happen. My bags don't get lost, but you Just know, super I'm, nervous. Hey, I came back in one piece, man. So yeah, man. We yeah. are we are grateful to have you here, brother. Um, 
I, I want to do this thing every week. I want to talk about my fantasy league. I just I won in one of my leagues. Drew Brees just got hurt. He was my starting quarterback. Oh, That's things. I'm not doing fantasy next year just because I hated the feeling that I had when Drew Brees got hurt. Instead mm-hmm. of him, instead of me being concerned about him as a person, I was like, damn, I need my points. Right now. My points. Yeah. And man. I lost by the exact amount of points he was projected to have. So I was just like. Yeah, bro, that's that's putting salt in the wound, man. But I know a lot of the players. You know what I mean? Well, not a lot of a lot of the Seattle players, but like it just lends that perspective. Like, yo, these people are more than just the points that you're gonna get from right. them. Which is why I probably won't be playing fantasy next year because I only want to have that feeling. Like, mm-hmm. you just points to me. That's mm-hmm. a dude with a family. You know what I'm saying? He's great in his community. Yeah. Does a lot for a lot of people. That shouldn't be the perspective. But what's interesting is that you know you felt that doing fantasy. So mm-hmm. imagine how these owners and execs view them. Dollar signs. Hey, man. Like, the fantasy league is a metaphor for the the league as a whole. Absolutely, and they're just property, and they're just numbers. Yep, You're, you know, projected values and dollar signs. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it's nuts. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Frank, man. He's having a great year. I can't see that. I'm happy for bro. Oh yeah, we spoke a couple of days ago. Uh, but he's loving it. I'm I'm sad that he's not a Seahawk anymore. Oh, of course, of course. But I'm but glad that you want to see him win though. I'm that's glad. I'm trying to convince bro to fly me up. Yeah, you find me out, but you got a hundred million. Come on, man, you, that's nothing. <laughs> you that's, got the bag. Man, you, you could pay for that with some change in your couch. I've watched him do it. Uh, <laughs> not even I leave bros stuff alone. I leave his money alone. Why we counting that man's pockets? But still, you can do it, Frank. Oh yeah, nah, he's a uh, yeah, nah, bro stuff. And he had an interception last week. Like, come on, man, he's. Nah. Frank's filthy. He's and his, and his, his quarterback is the truth, man. I don't care oh, what yeah. nobody says, man. I, we talked before the season started. I said, but you might end up winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. You know, if that if that defense could still, you know, keep yeah, yeah keep playing, they, they'll be they'll be dangerous. I think they can beat the pass this year. Uh, I think so, too. I think they can beat I the think, pass this year. Well, Antonio Brown is a – He's nice, but he may be gone because you know he got the uh, well, it's not assault a, assault. Um, well, it's not a criminal. It's not a criminal. They're not taking it to court. Oh, they're, oh, they're not. No, okay. she was trying to settle. Ah, she's trying to say And I'm not saying that he did or did not do that. I have no now, opinion I'm, I'm on that. I'm not a judge or jury, so yeah. I just was thinking about the football aspect. He might be gone, yeah. but if they settling, I don't know. Well, he denied the settlement. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, yeah. He did, I think the deadline was Sunday. Last, okay. it's past Sunday. Okay. And he, so is he adamant about his innocence? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm, hey, if you didn't do it, I feel you. Super. Man, well, what do I need to settle for? I'm not I'm admitting that I did it by settling. I know I didn't do nothing. So right. let's go ahead and let the and, I, and that And that's also a dangerous precedent, too, because what does that mean for the girl and her family, right? Like, Ooh. Because if it is something that did, did take place, you know. Yeah, and, and we don't want a victim blame or shame. Not at so, all. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's who's calling me? Why people keep calling me? I'm doing a podcast. You know Mondays we do this. Yeah, that's, <laughs> all right, man. Shout out to CJ, man. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um. Yeah, it's, it just sets a very dangerous precedent. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we love to victim blame. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, especially men love to tell women, "Oh, you." Yeah, we're notorious. Ah, yeah, and that's dangerous, and that's that's stupid, and it's it's it's, it's disgusting. Really, is what it is. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is what do we got? A minute, uh, an hour and six minutes. We're getting up out of here. Uh, thank you again, everybody. One year to reshow this tight. Uh, all I gotta do is like some special cover art. Uh, you know who I want to talk to is Arsenio Hall. Have a conversation with that gentleman at some point. I want to like reach out and yeah, you got find to. Him. Yeah, yeah, man. That, he was like one of the main reasons I wanted to do anything media related in the first place. Yeah, he's, um, he's an OG in the game. Man, had two shows. Yeah, he's an OG in the game. Um, again, this has been the Reshow. Uh, we will catch you people later. Thank you so much for listening, and we are out. Peace.